Welcome, everyone, to a Mexican and a redneck father of the world. We are your hosts and surrogate fathers, Juan and Ben. Today, we'll be discussing learning to be each other's helper slash leader when emotions and logic align. This sounds this sounds exciting, Juan. It is exciting, Ben. I mean, I guess one of the, the main topics with this, we're going to be kind of talking as far as from our relationship will be one of the uh, areas in which we'll be focusing. But we're especially going to be focusing on the area of marriage because I think this is a topic that we've uh, we've both been going through in the last uh, few years that we've been married. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and I think it's something that we're going to continue to go through uh, with this topic. Uh, you know, we, we started talking on last podcast as far as the the importance of learning to uh, use each other's strengths when it comes from a marriage perspective. As far as a, a man, if we learn to be more open with our emotions and not necessarily just completely airing everything out and just being completely open. There is a, such a thing as where you're just too open and it's, you know, was that TMA? Too much information? Oh, TMI. TMI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. English. Uh, you don't you don't want to be the guy who's always crying and talking about everything that's wrong. It's that that's guy, not a good guy. That guy's annoying. He's annoying. You he, know, you're you're you tolerate him for like the first five minutes and then afterwards you're like, dude, you just gotta grow a pair. Just life's hard, deal with it. So this but is, you don't want you don't want to emulate your wife like a woman still wants a right, man. Right. Right. So this is like this is a fine. It's a fine line. It is because you still got to be able to hold a pair. Not in the jar, but in your actual sack and keep them there, but then control them and then nurture them. You know, don't hit them too hard because that hurts. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 a fine. It's a fine. It's a fine line. It is. It's a very fine, very fine line. <laughs> so one thing that we discussed um, last time was as far as, and I think we kind of hit a little bit about it, but we're going to, let's go into a little more detail about it as far as something that you and I, you and I have learned in a relationship is that we've learned to not stuff our feelings or emotions, but at the same time, we come uh, to each other not to just vent, but to actually, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm feeling. And there is an open uh, vulnerability of expressing what we're truly feeling. But then because we are both very logical men, we're like, oh, now that I've expressed that, here's the solution. This is what you need to do. Yeah. So then you have it's that synergy where you are able to express your emotions, but then you're able to come up with a, like a really good solution, not just a, um, not just a bandaid, but an actual fix to the root problem. I mean, wouldn't you say that's been your experience? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, you, you figured it out. That's exactly it. That's coming together, talking, saying, this is my problem. You know, I have this, 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 and you're like, you need to do that. And and that'll, you know, that'll solve it. You know, and it's funny, Ben, because we've known each other, what, um, nine years, six, eight years? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. And it's, but it's taken time. It's taken time for us to actually get to this point. You know, it wasn't initially when we first met, it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, this is my bro and I'm just going to be open with him. There's, you know, it, it, it took time to develop and grow into this phase to where there is, there is a security in being and being vulnerable with one another and and there is a trust a knowing that 
I can be open with this guy and he's not going to use that to stab me in the back. Because I think that's one of the biggest fears as men that we have. If I do become emotional, emotionally vulnerable to him, to whomever, it may be your wife, it may be a best friend, it may be a family member. There's always the fear of that being used against you. And, and I'm sure a lot of guys have experienced that in marriage. I mean, you, it's part of marriage. I mean, whether women do it intentionally or unintentionally, or it's, it's a byproduct of it. A lot of times they do use your own words against you. I'm sure that's never happened in the Heath household, but I've heard it happen in households far, far away in Mississippi. Yep. Way, (laughs) way out over the hills and far, far away of Mississippi. That's where that happens. So, I mean, you you got any thoughts on that? I I know what you're saying. You'll, you'll say something. And then it'll get thrown right back in your face. And you're like, I did not say that. She well, like, I said that. It's like, it's, oh, maybe I did say that. It's, it's, man, you know, it's that you let your guard down, you break down the wall, and then next thing you know, the bricks that you used, that you had, are being thrown back at you. And you're like, ah, I should have left that wall up. You know, and it's like, why? You know, it's like, no, let's just build it back up, fortify it. And it's, um, as far as within a marriage, within a husband and a wife relationship, I mean, as guys, we have to take that, take those hits. Yeah. You know, man, I remember um, when my wife and I first got married and, you know, we're coming to the, we're coming into this relationship. We're both very young um, and we're learning, we, you know, I grew up in a household with, I was five, five boys, one girl. I'm the oldest. My sister's the second oldest. I didn't realize my sister was a girl until I actually got married. And then I looked back and I was like, Oh my gosh, all those feelings that you had, they were real. I was like, we, I mean, we just treated her as a weak boy growing up. So Marisol, I'm sorry that we did that to you. I love you. And, uh, and I uh, respect your feelings and I honor them because they're very valid. And, uh, you know, I remember taking my sister out to, on uh, I think I can't remember if it was her 21st birthday or one of her birthdays. We took her out and I was like, look, Marisol, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry I treated you like that. I just, I just didn't know, you know? And it's like, so it was, it was a kind of a cool thing, kind of a healing thing. But I remember my wife and I, uh, when we first got married, we got into this very heated argument and, you know, and I was like, I'm excited because I was like, oh, man, this is my partner. This is the this is where we're going to ride and die. You know, and we're just oh, this is, you know, we're, we're, we're together. We're married. And it's like I can be open with her. And, and you know, it's like my insecurities. I don't have to worry about it because, you know, they're not going to be used. And then you get that moment where your insecurities get used against you and her insecurities get used against her. So it's like it starts to build up that wall. And you're like, this is not this is not what I what, what, what this is not the way it's supposed to be. And you get into that heated argument and then you realize, oh, wait, she's a girl. I can't punch her in the face because she's saying. And I remember telling my wife because, man, it was such a heated argument. And I remember telling her the way that you're talking to me. If a man was talking to me in that tone, in that way, he would be dead right now. I mean, and she was like, like, what do you mean? I was like, just the level of disrespect. So there was a growing process that we had to learn as far as understanding each other and um, understanding understanding how we each think and how what we say is not necessarily what the other person is hearing. So it really is like speaking, having to learn to speak a different language. Um, but it's it's in a way the the language of logic and the language of emotions. Have you experienced something like that in your in your oh, marriage? We did. It's it's marriage. You know, you said it's it's so interesting because. 
you're really good at being a guy. She's really good at being a girl. And then you come together and you start dating and you're still really good at being a guy and a girl, but you're starting to share and build trust. And it's, that's what marriage is. It, it is a slow trust building process. Like I trust my wife now more, more now than I did, you know, eight years ago, but it's come with being with her, going through stuff, staying by her side, her staying by my side, everybody figuring stuff out together to get to the place to where, oh, we really trust each other as though we are one. And, and you know, at, you get married and you get, you go from dating where you can kind of go back to your house, have that car ride home, decompress, you know, that car ride to her house to pick her up or whatever for a date. And you get to kind of build yourself up and put on your best and then you get married and then you are locked in a house together. And yeah, you get to go to work and yeah, you have the car ride to and from work. But a lot of times you're just in that house together and there comes a time to where you can't just get away and decompress and be yourself. Like you have to just start talking about stuff that that is wrong with you that you didn't want to talk about. And and that's where that hey, you got these she'll say you got these emotional problems and you'll mm-hmm. say as a man, <clears throat> Hey, <laughs> you got these logic problems, you know? Yes. And you start realizing, oh, we both got a lot of problems. Maybe there's a reason we were given to each other to figure them out and help each other and build off our strengths. You know, and that was the one thing that it really, I feel like it really clicked for us last week. <clears throat> as far as coming to that understanding, I'm like, oh, wait, if I learn to utilize her strengths and apply that to my life and she learns to use my strengths and apply that to her life, how much more powerful can we actually be as a unit? And and it was it was almost kind of like this aha moment, like, oh, wait, it's 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 that simple. And it really is that simple. It's simple. It's not easy because there is the, it takes emotional strength to be able to go through that process because being open, being vulnerable, being exposed, allowing somebody to go into the West wing. Uh, and if you don't understand what the West wing, that's a beauty and the beast reference. We oh. talked about this last time or uh, mm-hmm. several episodes ago as far as like how the bee says, hey, you can go anywhere in the house except the West Wing. And what do women do? Well, let's go check out the West Wing. What right. are you hiding? First stop. First stop. Let's yeah. go to the West Wing. <laughs> you know, that's like in. Uh, let's see that dying rose and those torn curtains. Let's, and let, let, let's not just see it. They want to open it up. They want to hold it. They want to pick on the petals. It's like they want complete complete and utter just openness you know intimacy into me you see they want to see into you oh yeah that's that's what they want to see you know it's like and it's uh it it, it hurts it hurts it hurts a lot you're like oh you're not supposed to know that about me because we're not good at those emotions no and we're really good at just shoving them down hiding them away never thinking about them again you know because it's like when you're with a guy and you're bsing your friend your friend knows you're being BS. Yeah. But it's, it doesn't really matter. It's like, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. Okay, Juan, you're not really that good of a cook, but I'm going to let you have it because I know it makes you feel good. Sure. I'm not going to nitpick about it. Whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. You know, or whatever it could be. You know, whatever. Yeah. You know, but it's like, but then your wife is like, they see BS and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you, what are you hiding? What's what's underneath? They're like, no, let's let's get rid of it. And I'm like, oh, no. And it's like, can you just not let me BS? And I'm like, no. Because they want the true you. 
They yeah. want to they want to go through all that crap to get to that to that diamond in the rough. That's and it. Clean it up, you know. And it's it's it comes from a pure heart. It comes from a place of desiring desiring to be connected, desiring to be part of the journey, wanting to be with you and not and and feeling like they are actually part of your life, but they want com- full and complete access, which as men, if you're carrying some dark stuff that you don't, you, ha- you haven't dealt with, they're, they're going to help you deal with it. They will. <laughs> they will help you deal with it. So any, uh, anything you want to share on that, Ben, that you've had or anything that's. No, I mean, there, there was a time when I didn't deal with my dark stuff and I've talked about it before, how, I didn't want to be a dad because I didn't have the best example of a dad, but my wife's like, well, why don't you want to have kids with me? was all she was thinking. And I'm like, I finally broke down. I'm like, I just, you know, I didn't want to talk about my dad not succeeding in fatherhood the way he could have and how it hurt me. And it's, nobody wants to talk about that stuff, but I had to with her because she was like, look, you're, you don't want to do this thing with me that I want to do with you. And you said you'd eventually want to do with me, but you don't want to have kids. And I, I don't understand why. And it's like, well, I just didn't have a dad around. It, it was all fear for me inside of myself, but I had to open up that wound, peel off that Band-Aid and say, hey, look, here, here's the problem. You see, I'm, I've got this hurt. And she was like, oh, and after that, she was real patient. And, you know, shortly after that, we ended up getting pregnant and mm-hmm. having a kid and then having two more after that. So. We got over it, but I had to, I had to, you know, pull that, pull that bandaid off and let her see the wound. You know, so and we it, could heal it. And there's something power. There is something powerful about that when you finally allow that uh, wound to be open and exposed uh, for that individual to one have a greater understanding of as far as where you're coming from and like realize, oh wait, you're not a, you're not a jerk. There's actually something that's happened in your past that's preventing you from doing it. Um, and, you know, and it's funny, you're talking about that. And I kind of, I had this thought in my mind as far as like how it even happens in the work environment where a guy will fudge his resume mm. and it's like, oh yeah, I know how to do this. But then he gets called out and he's like, oh, oh crap, I'm, I'm way over my head. So then you either fake it till you make it or you reveal the truth and be like, Hey, actually, I don't know how to do this. And then in that in that, in that scenario, one of two things is going to happen. Your employer is going to be like, hey, you know what? It's all right. We're going to train you and get you up to speed. Thank you for being honest with us. Or you're going to get fired because you lied. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's like, okay. But that's that's the risk. It is. You know, and, and even with that's the risk in life. You know, it's um, a lot of the times as men, we live this life thinking, I just need to hide them from the bad stuff. I just need to hide them from my ignorance. I need just need to protect them from the things that, oh, from the bad stuff, you know? And it's, we try to bottle everything up. But in doing so, we really just end up hurting ourselves because the other person can see, like, hey, something, something's not right. I'm not, I'm not, there's a wall there. So I'm not being able to connect with you. And even like you and I, we can, tell when you're having well, I can tell when you're having a bad day you can tell when I'm having an off day and it's like we start talking about it 
and then you come up with a solution and it's like you walk away feeling better because you were actually able to, to speak truth or reveal truth by yourself in the situation that you're going through and then have an understanding as far as like, oh, wait, this guy's heart is actually in the right place. He's just having a rough day. He's just having a rough week. He's just having a rough year. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, and it just it, it's powerful because then you actually allow people to help you. And you come you come into this environment where I feel like even you and I, Ben, are learning to be each other's helpers. We're learning to be leaders to our families in a better way because we're not hiding our emotions. We I mean, we're not perfect. I still struggle with it. There's those yeah. situations where it's like, I'm like, oh, I got to, the tendency is still to, I got to protect them. But then I've realized by me, if I'm hiding something, it's not really protection. That's more avoiding the confrontation. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to avoid confrontation. I'm trying to avoid the issue. I'm trying to sweep it under the rug, which, you know, we'll probably end up doing a podcast about that, about sweeping things under the rug. And then you get that big bump and then your double wide is off kilter and you got to put more pillars underneath it and it's it messes up that foundation let it me does. tell you something it does it's don't sweep things under <laughs> so um you know as far as for like i feel like from my personal experience this is something that i've been going through in the last year ben as far as with my marriage my wife and i we just really been going through the season of of understanding how to work with each other how to really communicate in a better way and and just truly just being open with her because as dads it can it, it can get hard and you're trying to protect your kids you're trying to protect your wife you're trying to do a good job at work and it's it's this this constant beating and beating and beating and if you're coming home but home becomes that place of it's not a place of rest because your mask your guard your walls still have to be up then it gets tiring it gets exhausting and the home should never be that. You know, one of the things that we kind of, we want to talk about tonight was what's the point of marriage? What would you say the point of marriage is? Or to find someone to complete you, to not be alone, to have that true soul connection with someone. Right. I mean, that's, I think that's all of us, all, every single guy, we desire that if we're really truly honest with our, with ourselves, you know, the superficial response may be like, oh, I just want to have sex. Okay, yeah, that's, I mean, we're driven, men are driven by sex. We want to be able to get it on every night. It's a fun part of it. It's a really fun part of it. Yeah. You know, I, I wish I could get more, you know, but and sometimes I do. Sometimes, you know, but it's, it's, you know, anyways, that's not the conversation. But if we're really honest about it, we long for that connection, for that person that we can be truly open with, that person that's going to be at your side, when you're fighting the battles, when you're slaying the dragons, that person, when you're tired, is going to be there to help you up. And you just, you, you want that partner that, you know, we truly desire that just that, that raw friendship where you can just be yourself and not be judged and not be condemned and not, and not have to put a, a mask or pretend to be somebody that you're not. But then even that person, it just makes you better. I think that's, is, is that fair to say? Yeah. So, but how many, but you know, one thing that I realize is we desire that, but because we haven't actually been taught 
how to express that, we fail to achieve that. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, because you, you see so many broken marriages, you see many, you see so many couples, you know, that have been together for 20 years, been together for 30 years, but they never actually came together. Yeah. You know? Well, and it, it's hard. Like I said, it's a, it's a trust building process. It's a growing process. And, you know, unfortunately, when you marry, when a man and woman get together, their souls start touching. And if your soul's not right, she's going to feel it in her soul and vice versa. You know, you when something's off about her, you're going to know about it and it's going to feel off in you. And you'll be stressed out over things she's stressed out about is what I've observed in my marriage. And if you've got junk in your soul, until you get rid of it and start sorting it out and let her know, hey, this happened to me, this is what's going on, fill her in on the history of your life, she's not going to understand you well enough to truly have that intimacy she desires. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to be vulnerable and and create a foundation of trust that she's going to want to have and you're going to want to have. Like You're going to want that deep-seated love and trust and that's that's a hard thing to do as men you know you you said earlier about just i want to protect my family protect my wife protect my kids from from all this stuff it's like no you just want to avoid dealing with it you know and you had asked a question how do i expose my kids this was like 50 podcasts ago or something, but how do I expose my kids to, to the world without harming them? How do I not spoil them? It's like, well, you have to be in communication with them. You have to let them in on the journey. You have to talk to them. You don't have to take them to a bad part of town and let them see a drug deal go down and then a gang shooting, but you can talk to them about stuff, you know, that's appropriate to their age level and let them know, Hey, bad stuff exists. And as your father, I want to protect you from it, but I want to talk to you about it and guide you through what could happen in this world to you. You know, it's a sad reality, but, and and the same thing with a woman, she doesn't understand the mind of a man. That's why you were put there and she needs you to explain to her what's going on. And I found the longer I'm with my wife and the more I say, this is what that guy was thinking right there. When he said that thing to you and made that passing statement, he was hitting on you. She's like, nah, he wasn't hitting on me. I'm like, nah, he was hitting on you. I know he was hitting on you because that's what guys say to girls when they're hitting on them. She's like, nah, he was just talking about this. I'm like, no, (laughs) he was wanting to get in your pants and hit on you. I know that because that's what guys do. I'm just as dirty as the rest of them. The only difference is, is I'm married to you and I'm honest about it. (laughs) And my wife's like, oh, and you know what I'm talking about, right? That conversation. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yes. Or, I've had that conversation with my wife. Like, no, that guy wanted to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had that. Con- my wife and I have had the conversation. And the response, no, he was just a friend. Okay. Yeah. Get him alone in a room with you and see how friendly he'll get. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That that guy was That's, hitting on you. I, I say, you know, I said the same thing about my, my, my rooster to his hands. Like, oh, they're just friends. Yeah. And so he gets one. 
till he gets one. <laughs> <laughs> and they're a little more than friends after that. So yeah, yeah, it's you know, and, and with anything, not just not just like sexual advances, but when guys are trying to brush things under the rug or ignore women or BS, you know, I've explained to my wife, nah, he was BSing you right there. That was total crap. Or oh, he he was just trying to ignore you. Oh no, he, no, nah, he was he was doing this. And giving her that logic of no, this is what the guy speak was saying. That's actually what the guy was saying. Well, you know, it's it's funny. Like you, you as a guy, and as you as you get older, and as you become more aware of it, you see it more and more. And like uh, a couple of months ago, we had a, a guy. He was working on our AC unit, and the guy I, I, he couldn't figure it out what was wrong with it. So he was just trying to like BS me, and I'm like, you know, I was like, I was like, let him. I knew he was stuck and I don't know anything about it. I'm like, look, I'm look, you're the expert. I, I'm not, you know, I don't blame you. I don't give it a try. If you don't, if you can't figure it out, that's fine. And I was kind of like, you know, you let a guy BS. Yeah. And my wife was like, Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, no, no, it's like, he was like, Oh yeah, we need to do this, this, and this is like basically getting you to spend more money to try to find another solution and hoping that that thing will work. But you know, it's not really going to work because that's not really the problem. You've experienced that. Oh, our plumber wrote on an invoice sheet that he he was fixing something. My wife was at home and I was away working. And when I asked her, I said, so what did the plumber say? Oh, he said he had to perform percussive maintenance. I said, was he just hitting pipes with a hammer? And she's like, well, what? I'm like percussive maintenance. That's That's code for hitting things. And she's like, well, yeah, basically he was just out there hitting stuff. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he was BSing you. Yeah. Here's what she's like. Uh, I kind of <laughs> thought that's what was happening, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> but, you know, that's you, you, you run into that. So that that anyways. But that's where she needs your logic and vice versa. I've been in situations where women were hitting on me. I'm like, no, that girl wasn't hitting on me. She's like, that woman was hitting on you. I'm like, no. She's like, she had eyes for you. She totally was hitting on you. I was like, oh. Okay, I'll stay away from her from now on. But I didn't know. But she understands the mind of the woman. Yeah. And if, and if you know, half the world's men and half the world's women, it kind of makes sense that we have to come together and learn from each other in a marriage so we can go out into the world and relate to the whole world better. Mm-hmm. And not just one sex or the other. Yeah, and I think, you know, man, you hit it right there, Ben. I think that's the key. We have to learn from one another. We have to learn we have to learn from our wives our wives have to learn from us and in reality we live in a society right now where men are being being feminized being told that they can be a woman man can get pregnant of what all this bunch of crap yeah we talk about ultimate bs you know it's like yeah and then women are being lied to as far as like oh you're you're just as strong as a man or you're this or whatever and it's like it's it's total bs but it's 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 being torn apart and you are creating, society is creating the ultimate lonely generation. Oh, yeah. You know? And it's like, you might be with somebody, but you're completely alone. Because you're trying to be the opposite of what you are instead of being who you are and learning from each other and learning to communicate and learning to connect and take the best of her and you take the best of yourself and put it together to create something more powerful. Oh yeah, you know it's, it, 
anyways, that's well, but no, it's but you're creating a supreme being. Two people are coming together and being unified. And if you're stomping out all the bad stuff in y'all's lives, and then you're just putting the good stuff together, then oh my goodness, what an impenetrable force! What a what a great, you know, light in the darkness, so to speak. It's it's incredible. A, a good marriage is just, it's something to be admired when you see it. You know, you look at it and you're like, wow, they're really, truly happy. This is incredible. Yeah, it just, dude, it just, I think that would just fix so many problems in our society. As far as from the family unit, like a strong family unit, a strong family, uh, a strong a strong marriage, strong relationship with kids. I mean, it's just, it would solve so many things that, that um, that's going on in the world. And really, when I look around and everything that's happening and us coming together and doing this podcast, I think that's part of our calling that we're trying to do and be like, bring back that strength in the family unit, strength in the right. marriage, strength in the relationship with the uh, with the children, really going after that that family mountain, you know? Well, and, and the idea is be a masculine man, be a feminine woman, but come together in private and combine those two strengths and, and then share that with your kids. Mm-hmm. Let your kids see the husband be masculine, the mom be feminine, but let them see them working together in, in love, you know, and figuring things out, not just getting mad, fighting, screaming, yelling, and then going off to pout in their own rooms. And the kids are sitting there going, my parents going to get divorced too. Mm-hmm. You know, Billy's parents just got divorced. Poor Billy. We keep picking <laughs> on this, this kid, Billy. We <laughs> well, we should, we should pick on, uh, on Kike. And Kike, Kike. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> He's gonna be our new Billy. For yeah, Kike, Kike's, you know, Kike's parents—they got divorced. It was bad. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So no bueno. Him and his, him and his thirteen brothers had to go live somewhere else. That's that's a lot of brothers. It's it happens. It's sad. And Kike, <laughs> poor kid. Um, that really. I mean, I was gonna say a point, but then I started talking about Kike, and then I just, I got distracted. Well, the husband and the wife coming together, being masculine and feminine. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. So my one point that I wanted to emphasize as far as like, because I had a conversation with a good friend of mine and he was, he was, he made this comment as far as like, it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a real man. Cause there's, there's almost this notion. Like if you don't know how to use tools, you're not a real man. If you're not a handyman, you're not a real man. That's, that's part of it, you know, but not every man is handy. Every man is given a unique set of tools, a unique spark. And whether you may be, you may be. Um, technical, you may be uh, kinesthetic or, you know, the, your, your, your tool set is going to look different for every dude, for every dude. Exactly. Yeah. You know, your tool set is actually full of tools like you cause you're a diesel mechanic. You know how to work on that. My tool set is full of um, rakes and hose. Cause like, I like to garden. That's my tool set. Somebody else's tool set may be full of pens because they're a lawyer and they love to deal with contracts. God bless you. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like your tool set is going to be different. Your tools, it, it doesn't define you, but it, it's being masculine is not just necessarily learning how to work a wrench or work a hammer, but it's learning to use the, the tools mm-hmm. that God has given you. Yeah. Same thing as, as a female. You know, oh, you may not be a good uh, homemaker. You may not be good at this or what. Your tool set is going to be different from women to women. You might be a good baker. You might be a good, you might be really good at administration and you actually run a Fortune 500 business or you just might be a really good um, 
I don't know. Lawyer. Yeah, I don't, you know, it, it's different. But For it everybody. doesn't, it's not, there's not a specific thing that makes you a man or uh, that makes you a woman. There is there is the feminine side and then the masculine side, but the tools are going to be different based on what God has given you. Am I making sense? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think I just kind of went on a little bit of a rant. Anyways, if you have a penis, you're a man. If you have a vagina, you're a woman. All there, podcasts I are rants. I said it. <laughs> you said it. Yeah. You feel better for saying yes, it one? Yes. Okay. Penis equals woman. No. No. <laughs> penis goes inside of a woman, <laughs> and then they create more babies. <laughs> Anyways. What am I saying? I don't think one knows where babies come from. Oh, I know. Oh, I saying. know where they come from. <laughs> I know where they come from. Well, you need to go have a new conversation <laughs> with your wife. You need to go, honey. Where do babies come from? I'm not sure anymore. My uh, my uh, oldest daughter. She asked me once. I was like, Daddy, where did that came from? And she's like, You can't. And I told her, I was like, Oh, you came from my loins. And she's like, And, I, and they were at church one day. And she told us like, I came from Daddy's loins. Like you know. And she's and they're like, What? And my wife, she was so embarrassed. I was like, well, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, science. that's where she came from. It's like actual science, <laughs> just basic biology. It's like I carried her and then you carried her for nine months. So who really carried them more? They, my wife did. Your wife did. Yeah. She had a lot more <laughs> trouble than you did. Anyways, let's close this thing up before it gets even weirder. We want to thank everybody for listening to a Mexican and a redneck fall of the world. We love you and we're proud of you. We really are.